It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you today. Week 7 National Football League. Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Alex White alongside. Congratulations on your Rebs Bowl eligible. Can you believe it? On what October a game 21st. Too. Yes, yes, that is wild. They are now six and one. And that was a great game. Went back and forth, both kicking field goals to try to end on top there. So they did not cover, but they did get the win. It's uh, a, an, actual, an actual scenario in 2023 where the UNLV Rebels could play in the Mountain West Championship game in football. Not basketball, but in football. A legitimate scenario here. Uh, Barry Odom, uh, again, I covered it in Missouri. Uh, Amazing job so far here in Vegas in year one, bull eligible for the Rebs. But you're the UNLV, you're the UNLV alum on set, so I had to had had to bring that up uh, right out of the shoot here on this one, going into a week seven card in the National Football League, and let's get into it, Alex. Of course, our friend Vinny Malu will be here in about 15 minutes or so, uh, getting the book's perspective. And boy, there are a lot of games that are in that two and a half to three and a half zone today that we'll go through with Vinny. Uh, and uh, why uh, bedding, bedding uh, the, uh, the 11 to 10, right. as always here at the South Point, can benefit you, the customer. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But the first game on the board, Alex, you and I both love betting the Atlanta Falcons this year. Not going to be the case today, at least in that regular spread or money line fashion today. The Falcons on the road to Tampa Bay today, the Bucks. A two-and-a-half-point favorite. This one has been pivoting between two-and-a-half and three, currently sitting at two-and-a-half. Tampa laying it at home. It's the only two-and-a-half minus 110 in town right now here at the South Point. The rest of town right now, three on the bucks at even money. If you want that three at Atlanta, you're going to have to have to lay a dollar twenty, And the total is 37-and-a-half. Alex, what, what are we doing with this game today? Uh, Desmond Ritter has not been our friend the last few weeks. No, he hasn't. And you've mentioned multiple times him on the road is even worse than him at home. So we have that spot here. I do think the Bucks get it done. I use them for a contest, but my big play is under 38 and a half. Grab that early this week. Both teams coming up bad um, losses at home, but I think their strengths really collide in this one. Tampa Bay's run defense is their strength. Makes sense. They have wins over the Vikings, Bears, and Saints. Could not stop the pass against the Lions and the Eagles. So if the Bucks can contain that two-headed monster that they have in Atlanta with uh, Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, then they are forced to use Desmond Ritter and throw the ball down the field. So I think that's the advantage that we have for Tampa Bay. But then on the flip side, the Falcons have been really good against the pass, fourth best in the league in opponent passing yards per game. But I don't really know what the Bucks' identity is for their offense just yet on the eye test, it looks like it's more of a passing game relying on Mike Evans, but according to the stats, they're running third most in the league. So we'll see if they can get their run game going here with Rashad White. Bottom line, I think it is a low-scoring game, kind of a slower pace, so I like the under here a lot. So Desmond Ritter on the road this year. The two road starts for the Falcons. They, they lost in Detroit in a game that was not competitive at all, a 20-6 a to 6 loss for Atlanta that day, and quite frankly, it should have been worse than that. And then the game in London, where they went on over to London to Wembley, a Jacksonville home game, and the Jags beat them 23-7. to 7. Not a mathematician, 13 points in two games. That's pretty bad. 
And Ritter in both of those games, uh, turnovers in the second game, he was just ineffective in the Detroit game. Five yards a pass attempt. That's really bad in the NFL. Second game, he's a little better, 6.2, still bad. Uh, and that uh, two interceptions, including the pick six against Jacksonville. Well, what we saw last week from Ritter is the first home loss ever between high school, college, and the NFL. And it came in a game that Washington was begging the Falcons to win. They let them hang in the game all the way through. Uh, Ritter just basically was like, yeah, no, thank you. I'm good with the three turnovers in the fourth quarter. One interception after another that was right. worse than the previous one. And now you face a defense that's good. If there is a strength of this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team, it is that defense. And that yes. defense, look, last week for Tampa, played a really good team. And that really good team played really well last week. Detroit, we'll get to Detroit a little later. Detroit's a top five team in the league at the moment. They are. And you know what? That defense is playing at a level that I don't think anyone thought was possible right now. Tampa held them to 20 points. That should have been good enough to lose the game maybe by a field goal. Detroit's defense was awesome. That's why they lost by two touchdowns. And I think this defense is going to make Ritter make mistakes yet again. Now, two and a half I think is good. I laid a shorter money line price on this game because with the way Falcons games have gotten this year, there's a I, I, Tampa winning this game 21-20 would make a, hell, a, a whole heck of a lot of sense to me, even though that would not be good for your under, Alex. But the Bucs are a better football team solely because of the quarterback position. I agree. Baker Mayfield has done very well this season with the Bucks, And as mentioned, they use Mike Evans very well. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking to see if they can get that run game going. Pretty amazing. We've, we've reached the point where in 2023, again, Baker was left for dead, basically. Of course, uh, that horrible year two years ago in Cleveland, last year bouncing between Carolina and the Rams. And now... Yep. A legitimate argument to be made that Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback in the NFC South, which uh, I may say may say more about what that division is more so than Baker Mayfield. But Mayfield hasn't been the reason Tampa has lost a game this year. They lost their two games because the Eagles and the Lions are just much better than they are, and that's a totally acceptable thing. They've beaten everyone else on their schedule that they're either equal to or a little bit better than, and I think that continues today with a win at home against the Atlanta Falcons. All right. Let's go to the fun one. Let's go to it. I know our, I know our guy, Ryan McCormick, who you see on punchlines, is very excited for this one. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Chicago Bears. Tyson Bajant is making his first career NFL start. The pride of Shepard College in D2. He's playing against Colorado School of Mines last year in the uh, D2 playoffs. Actually, I shouldn't, shouldn't uh, say that uh, in jest because the Colorado School of Mines Good football program at that D2 level. Uh, and the Raiders come into this one with no Jimmy Garoppolo. He's out after the back injury he suffered last week against the Patriots. So Brian Hoyer, who I brought this up to our guy Ryan the other day. Brian Hoyer is one of three Chicago Bears quarterbacks ever to have four 300-yard passing games in the same season. This kind of shows 100 years of football in Chicago. They still haven't had, they really have only had two good quarterbacks in the history of their franchise. If Hoyer's one of those guys who's done that. Uh, but he goes back to Chicago today. I'm a little surprised it's not the rookie O'Connell. I thought he played well enough in that Charger loss to warrant the second start. But the Raiders going Hoyer today and the market going against Hoyer from three to two on this one, Alex. Well, I think Josh McDaniels trusts Brian Hoyer more, and he's more of like a game manager at this point. He did good last week when he came in, 6 of 10, 102 yards. Didn't have to pass very much, though, because they did already have the lead. 
On the flip side, I don't really know what to do with Tyson Badgen. Um, he, we did see him last week as well, but he had two very costly turnovers. He did run for a touchdown, though. 10 of 14 passes for 83 yards with that interception. Um, I'm very worried about him in this spot because Chicago does not protect their quarterbacks very well. Justin Fields has been sacked 24 times, and that is the third most in the league. Um, Pro Football Focus has Chicago's defense rated 30th, but their run defense is a little bit better, 8th in yards per game, holding opponents to 89.5. I didn't bet this game. Um, I did take a little bit on Josh Jacobs' player prop in receiving yards because of their run defense. Brian Hoyer probably won't be taking shots down the field, although we know Devontae Adams really wants the ball, so maybe maybe we see him get in the end zone, but I think he'll be going to Josh Jacobs a lot on the short passes. The Raiders are 3-3. Three and three. They haven't scored more than 21 points in a game this season. They're a product of that, of that weak schedule they have played. Now, a good thing for Vegas is that, of course, they're playing arguably the worst team in the NFL today with a backup quarterback who, again, was in D2 last year, a rookie D2 quarterback starting an NFL game in week seven. Uh, and then after the Detroit game, they get the two New York teams here in Vegas where they'll be a favorite probably in both of those games, even if it's the slightest one against the Jets, depending on what we see out of New York, uh, out of their following two games out of the bye. They'll be favored against the Giants, though. Yes. But this is a team that we always look up. And I, I said earlier in the week, I thought this is kind of a product of a team fooling themselves into the race because three and three through six games, all right, we're, we're alive. We haven't even played while we're alive. Right. And they're starting Hoyer because they think he gives them a better shot to win than O'Connell. We can, I don't agree with that, but that's what McDaniels clearly thinks. But you win this game today if you're the Raiders. I mean, being six and four going into that Miami Kansas City stretch is in play, which is pretty wild for a team that really has not played particularly well at all so far this year. No, it really is. And their defense really struggled at the beginning. They've made improvements, they've gotten better, but. As you mentioned, they've won two in a row, but both of those were at home. And I, I just worry about them here on the road in Chicago. Different environment. So we'll see how this one plays out. Did you have a play on this one? Uh, use the Bears in the contest. Okay. Um, those, those type of things, a three, good. Uh, had a little parlay card with a three and a half also. Uh, but nothing, nothing at the current numbers. I, I think the current numbers are right. I don't mind this game over. I really don't. I know that it has been bet over now to 38 and a half, and you missed the best of it when you had could have had 37 for a good chunk of the week. Even at, a, even at the worst number it's been all week for the over, I still think it's good. I, I really don't like either of these defense. You laid it out perfectly on the Bears defense. And the Raiders defense, again, they have just not given up points because they haven't played good offenses. Right. And this isn't a good offense today with Badgen playing, but – I, this feels like a game where both teams get into the 20s. And uh, again, I'm not a mathematician. 20 plus 20 is 40. 38 and a half is, is, gets you an over when you get to 40. So I think we're okay there. Yeah, simple math there, right, Ryan? Uh, but I think we're good. Uh, I, I think we get both teams in the 20s. And obviously, we were, we're e sailing over at that point, Alex. I did make it 45 and a half, but I didn't make adjustments according to the quarterback. So I. Stayed away from that total. Okay. But I do agree with you there. I, I can definitely see this one going over. All right. Let's go to the next one uh, before uh, we see our guy Vinny with the biggest game of the early slate coming when we have Vinny in. 
and one of those games on three. But this is a little bit different today. Deshaun Watson is in. I, that injury has made no sense to me. I really, the, the way that is tracked is bizarre to me. But he's in. He's playing in Indianapolis. The Browns, of course, off that monster upset a week ago against San Francisco with P.J. Walker. And now they get the Colts, who, you know, Indy's 3-3. Three and three. They really did not play well last week. Jacksonville inflicted their will on the game. Minshew had the most turnovers he's ever had in a game in the NFL with three picks. And now you go back home where Indy so far this year has been competitive. They're one and two at home record-wise. The week one loss to Jacksonville should have covered that game. Still salty about that six weeks later. Uh, and then the overtime game where they were 23 in the hole against the Rams, came back, forced overtime, actually had a shot to win it at the end of regulation. And then the Rams got that drive in OT to win it without even touching the football for Indy. Uh, and then the win over the Titans the week after that. Alex, I know this will sound fun for people out there. Sean Watson in this game makes me more likely to bet Indianapolis in this game. Because if Watson's not healthy and not 100%, we know Deshaun Watson is prone to turn over the football at this point in his career. And now I'm getting three and a half with Indy at home. I know Minshew played horribly last week. About a little... Even against the best defense in the NFL through the first six weeks, I think this is a little bit of a bounce-back spot. Indy could lose this game, but I feel pretty easily. I do like the Colts at three and a half. I do, too. I agree with you, too. If Deshaun Watson's not 100% healthy, we don't even really know if he is going to play. I mean, he just kind of takes himself out right before game time as well. But I, I do think it's a good spot for the Colts to bounce back and maybe a letdown spot for the Browns after that big upset. Like you said, they were a home dog beating arguably the best team in the league. Um, it's the defense really for Cleveland that worries me. I mean, they are just outstanding this season, and they have been really winning these games. Doesn't really matter if it's Deshaun Watson in or who at quarterback, but the Colts are giving up twice as many yards, but they are an up-tempo offense. That means their defense is on the field more. I, I like this Colts team. You called it last week. Are we overdoing it with Minshew? Well, he had his... He had his drop back game, came back down to reality a little bit. See how he does in this one. I think he'll come back better. And I like this spot. I actually used the Colts in a contest and I'll probably jump on three and a half as well. Yeah. Again, a better number in the three now than it was earlier in the week in the contests. Uh, you know, with Cleveland too, like you have such a humongous win a week ago. Uh, and even though Watson wasn't there, now it's like, okay, we got our quarterback back. Maybe it's a little bit of a different feel, and it's not a letdown spot like it was a, a week ago, like you would normally have off of that type of win. Uh, but again, it's National Football League. It's not like college where we even saw, I mean, yesterday was almost the prime example ever where Washington was lucky to beat Arizona State last night in the middle of the night on the East Coast. Uh, rocking chair on the 28. Thank you very much, betters, for popping that up to 28 for me to take 10 minutes before game time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, it's a little bit different in the NFL, but I think you and I are in agreement here on Indianapolis. Uh, I also want to see, from Indy's perspective, I want to see the distribution uh, of usage of Moss versus Taylor. Uh -huh. Of course, Jonathan Taylor is now back after after the holdout and signing a new deal. I, I'm not so certain that Zach Moss isn't better than Jonathan Taylor at the moment. So I want to see how that distribution is against a really good defense and see what Shane Steichen does. Again, Minshew coming off a bad performance. I think he will bounce back. Uh, in this one, uh, well, you know, we're going to take a quick break. Vinny Maliola is going to join us in a second uh, because we have a huge one. The leaders of both North Divisions yes. going at it 
in Baltimore, Detroit at Baltimore, and also the other game would win. New England looking to find win number two against Buffalo today. We'll be back in a few moments. There's uh, the back of our heads, the people filing into the sports book here at the South Point at Sports by the Book. We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner 24 hours a day, plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups. Or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your south of the border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster, beers on tap, and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouth-watering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake. The fans, the betters, filing in. For week seven of the National Football League here at the South Point, I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you at Sports by the Book. Alex White alongside Vinny Malule. Hello. What's up, folks? How's everybody? Look at our people. You Good love to see them out you. there though, uh, in the room. By the way, 12 windows, 11 kiosks, three windows in the race book, and, of course, mobile apps here at South Point. Vinny, a buffet for the, uh, for the family in the living room today or no? Say again? I'm sorry. A buffet? A food buffet? No, uh, right? Where? At, at here? Yeah. Oh, in the back? Yeah, no, we, we don't leave. <laughs> we don't leave. I mean, we that and and a lot of this. I mean, there's there's no, no that's, that's no important. decaf. That's important. No decaf. No, yeah. Are you a are you a double triple shot guy, Vinny, or or no? As many as they can get. If, in as there. many as they can give you. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Very good. The more espresso, the better. <laughs> so uh, before we get to Detroit and Baltimore, Vinny, yeah. I, I just want to bring up the college slate from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, where. Ohio State, I, they they were they were the right side in that game yesterday. Their defense was awesome, but you're never going to know based off of that fumble held holds up the other way. That could have been a whole different result a game in that changer, game yesterday. A game changer for sure. Uh, uh, but, you know, I mean, two, listen, two good teams, two solid teams that, that really produced a good game. Um, good defenses. Uh, yeah. And and that's really going to tell the I think the story the rest of the way, particularly uh, with Michigan coming up 
for both of those teams. Michigan obviously took care of business yesterday. You know, we also talked yesterday, Jeff, you – we were talking about the Iowa game, and I, and I mentioned that Iowa is going to have a, a, a say in, in the playoff. But, and again, just to clarify that, they still may, if they get to the title game, not that they're going to go, but they're going to impact who, who may not, you know. Um, North Carolina, uh, you know, that loss Horrendous. certainly put, yeah. put the, the ACC uh, standings and, and, and that potential playoff game or that eventual uh, a conference championship game uh, you know, in, 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 into the limelight as well. Miami comes back with a big win. So uh, from our side of the counter, uh, kind of a, an up and down day, great business, terrific right uh, slash handle. And, um, you know, we just, uh, you know, just grind out, uh, grind out some, uh, some, some money and give folks the opportunity, Alex, to get it all going today. It was a fun day yesterday. Yeah. I was pretty up and down, but um, USC Utah going over Ooh. that was that was a big mm. win for me. Can't believe Utah ended up getting the upset. Though. And Utah, that was shocking. Caleb Williams nemesis since yes. he's been there, right? Yeah. Zero three against them, right? Though, right? Yeah. And so. they play USC different. I mean, every yeah, everyone's like, "Are you sure their defense is really good?" But they play just like they did the last two games in last mm -hmm. year, and yeah. that was with Bryson Barnes. Were you impressed by him at all? Well, I got to I got to bring up this quote that Kyle Whittingham said after the game after you great coach Bowl. by the way. Well, I look I, there's there's a a layer of toughness with Utah that USC just doesn't have. That's why Utah has dominated that mm -hmm. series over Especially the last few years. Yeah, uh, look, USC's yeah. defense needed to get one more stop last night and they couldn't do it. Uh, Kyle Whittingham after the game, they've got a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, so they're going to make some things. And that's just the way it is. But we got ourselves a pig farmer at quarterback. So we're proud of that guy, too, referring to Barnes, who played great last night. Hey, listen, the pig farmers do a lot of – they, they, do, they do amazing things at, uh, at different times. But uh, today's, uh, today's is all about the NFL. 100%. And, uh, by the way, just before – I was just with uh, uh, Chris Andrews and Jimmy Vaccaro. Uh, we just went to uh, Buccaneers. Uh, You're at three up now. Up to three. So uh, just before I came in, you know, toggling back and forth. Uh, between two and a half and three, and you know, I think uh, before the uh, before uh, the show today, we were talking about three, you know, and yeah. and, and how some uh, some operations move the money on three. Uh, here at South Point, we don't. Everything is eleven to ten on in terms of the numbers. Okay, and again, w whether you move money on three or you don't, that's a, a matter of preference. It's not a critique. It's just the philosophy here. At some point, so if you're looking to 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 bet, you know you're always going to lay eleven to ten here. You're not going to take three and have to lay a dollar a dollar twenty, or or you know maybe lay it for a dollar twenty instead of going to three and a half. Uh, so everything is at a dollar ten, and you know from our side, look three the most important number, the the key number in in the NFL. Um, there are quite a few games today where we uh, we don't need. The, uh, the the favorite to to fall three and uh, but if it does uh, we just we'll pay you and uh, know that uh, you'll you'll find your way back uh, back to the counter or your mobile app but uh, again always at eleven to ten here uh, at the South Point and uh, same on the app as well let's uh, let's uh, get some games here that uh, actually are two of them are on three here yeah. Vinny and of mm -hmm. course you bring that up the rest of the market right now if you want Atlanta 
at the three that you mentioned. Yep. At a flat minus one ten. Minus one ten on both sides. The eleven to ten. It's the only place to do it. Everywhere else is dollar fifteen, a dollar twenty on that Falcon side. So mm-hmm. if you want that number, the best one right now on Atlanta anywhere, right behind us here at the South Point or on your South Point mobile. App. That's right. Your app is on, right? You got that. as always. Okay, as always. Very good. Good answer. I, I, Vinny, I have to. I this is a very important screen in front of me. I know you have your computer in front of you, though. That's as right. Always. Uh, the uh, 1,000 sheets that you have in front of you, as always. This is this is what you call the old school computer. <laughs> this is the original computer right yes. here, right in front of me. Absolutely. And he knows and where everything pe- is. And I know where everything is. And there's pencil, too. Oh, <laughs> the eraser's important. Absolutely. All right. The game of the day, at least for me, in this early window, the early window game of the day, the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Vinny, Baltimore's three. The total actually just bopped up to 43 and a half. Uh, and this is one of those, again, this open two. People have steadily bet on Baltimore. Just a really good football game on paper between the two North Division leaders in each conference. Yeah, good, two good defenses as well. I think uh, the Lions present a better offense uh, than, than the Ravens have seen, um, even though no Montgomery here. We did just go to uh, 43 and a half, Jeff, right when, as I was walking in. Um, yeah, they laid the Ravens. They laid the two earlier in the week. And again, the numbers here at South Point, Chris releases them on Sunday night. Uh, so again, look for week eight tonight after the, uh, uh, the primetime game between the Dolphins and Eagles goes off. So here at South Point next week's NFL will go up and then, uh, tomorrow morning, the colleges, but, um, this one here, the, uh, Ravens two, they laid the two, they laid the two and a half and we're at three. And again, uh, if we need to go back to two and a half, we'll do it, and it'll be at the uh, at the minus one ten for both sides, Alex. As mentioned, this is definitely the best game in the early window. Um, I lean to the Ravens here. I have not bet it. I think I've been against the Lions a little too much, and now, as you mentioned, they're a top five team. These both these teams mm-hmm. are legit teams, and both well coached, both elite quarterbacks. I think, as you mentioned, Lions have a little bit of edge with the offense. <laughs> Might be windy there, though, which could affect Jared Goff. And I think the Ravens, as good as Detroit's defense has been, the Ravens have the edge on the defense. They are the second best in opponent yards allowed. So edge there for the Ravens. Um, but I haven't made a bet. Both of these teams are really good at stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Now Detroit is running back injuries. Montgomery's not going to play. Yes. But Gibbs is making his return. We haven't seen him in a few weeks. He is back. Uh, but the one thing, and, and Vinny, you and I have talked about this, and Alex, we talked about this too with Baltimore. Something just doesn't seem right with them. They're 4-2. and two. They're leading the division. Their defense has looked really good. Last week, they were the healthiest they've been in probably three years, in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they really struggled to put that game away despite covering against Tennessee a week ago. I think there's a bit of a transition in terms of the way Lamar Jackson's playing, right? I, I don't I, – listen, I don't think – that the team wants him to run as much. I don't think he wants to run as much, but yet uh, there were oftentimes, right, instincts take over. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that. So I think it's a matter of, you know, kind of finding, still trying to find a, a, a new rhythm, if you will, uh, with him. So I, I think that's, that's playing into that, Jeff, uh, yeah. to, to your point. I, I will say this I, I think Detroit is the better football team, but it is a really good mm-hmm. home field advantage for Baltimore. Wind will be a factor in this game, uh, yeah. a steady 15-mile-an-hour wind. Uh, so maybe Jared Goff is not mm-hmm. as effective. We have seen Jared Goff in inclement weather blow up in the past. 
Uh, but with that said, my favorite play in this game is the under at 43 and a half. So mm -hmm. I'm going to wait this thing out. Maybe we'll get 44 by kick and go Maybe. under that. Uh, but I, I think this is the day for the defenses on a day that I do think overs are going to make a comeback. Vin. You know, uh, what's what's interesting, too, is, yeah, I mean, last week, what, three games uh, went over, right? I mean, 11 games uh, went, went under. And, uh, you know, when we've seen that in the past, in fact, earlier this uh, this season even, um, where there were a, a, was a preponderance of unders one week, the next week uh, there were a lot more points scored. So we we may very well see that today, Alex. I don't know if you're uh, you're involved in uh, very many totals this week, but uh, I know you pay very close attention to them as a pro. I do love totals. I'm on more unders than overs. I've got one over that I love, and then a couple unders. But I do agree. I think this might be one of the more lower scoring games stay under that total and but you do have to mention that the Ravens I know they're working through their kinks offensively but we've seen we've seen this great Ravens offense they mm -hmm. put up 28 points on that great Cleveland defense so good point yeah I do think they have the edge in this one by the way the, the biggest decision of the morning is is kind of a, a, it's an opposite of what we've seen earlier this year every every week so far we've seen Raider money we need the Raiders today Okay. So, I mean, I mean, you look at it and you say, oh "My gosh, look at the quarterback situation, and everything." But that's just that's that's what it's is also part of the attraction of the NFL. What what drives people? Some of the some of the games that get the most attention, I think, surprise you. Um, I think this is one of them. But we've we've seen Raider money for the first six weeks. Here we uh, here we need the Raiders. This is this is one of, if not the biggest decision of the morning. Now, what else helps what drive game. that? Is you got to you have to remember too. First of all, it's 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 the Raiders, which always draw attention. But you know the locals, you know Raider fans will bet, but they they bet against the Raiders today. Um, there's six teams that are on a buy this week too. Yeah. So that's going to draw. It's not like people say, "Well, I'm going to bet less money today than I normally would because right. there's six teams not playing. Six teams on a buy. They're just shifted. Right. And one of the shifts came in in this in this particular game, but it's also uh, you know some very respected money that, that that's come in here uh, on, on the Bears at, at home. So again, the game opened with the uh, the Raiders as three point favorites last Sunday night. Um, they took the three, they took two and a half, and here at South Point now uh, we're sitting with uh, the Raiders uh, as two point favorites and, and the total thirty eight and a half. Again, I, I the current numbers, I don't want anything to do with the side. Mm -hmm. The total, again, even though the total is up, I, I still think it probably is an over game there in Chicago. Let's go to the other two early window games here, Vinny, before we let you go back to your day job. Uh, Thank you. I think, I think, I think we've, we've heard a, a thing or two about the day job, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little uh, bit. It, and it's, not, it's not valet parking. <laughs> not, no, no. Okay. Um, let's go to New England. Uh, win could be a factor here as well. Yeah. Not as much as Baltimore, but could factor in here uh the betters have bet new england in this game Vinny. uh yeah. down from nine and a half to seven and a half even touched seven a little bit earlier this morning uh you blink you blinked your eyes and it was gone yep uh but 41 on the total here with buffalo in the foxborough a series that the bills have dominated recently yeah lots of parlays to the patriots on the patriots here if i Sure. You know, we were looking, and, and Chris pointed out, we were just looking, and he went, wow, look at all, there's a lot of parlays. with wow. So this this is, a, this is a fair decision. Um, we did find the threshold. I mean, it's, listen, from our side of the counter, what are we looking for? We're, sometimes when there's one-way action, where's that threshold where we can get some buyback, right? Well, we found that it's seven, so obviously uh, we don't uh, we don't want a seven here. 
uh, because then you know it's going to be a refund on all the Bills money, and you're paying off all the uh, uh, the Patriot money here. But nine and a half on Sunday night, uh, it's been a steady stream of Patriot money. Um, maybe weather played, you know, the forecast all week looked like some, some, uh, precipitation and the wind aspect, uh, are the Patriots, I think people are still trying to wrestle with the fact, are the Patriots really that bad? Yes. Um, and also, you know, the, uh, uh, the injuries to the, uh, uh, to the, to the bills here. So we'll find out, but, uh, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of interest on the, uh, Patriots and listen, if we need the bills going for us, Alex, uh, that's, that's not a bad position for the house. I think you said it perfectly, Vinny. I don't think people have accepted the fact that Patriots are one in five and not a very good football team. They are 31st of 32 in points per game, mm-hmm. averaging just 12 and Mac Jones has five touchdown passes in his six games, seven interception has been sacked 12 times. I went with the under here under mm-hmm. 44 and a half. I might've actually grabbed it. Not yesterday, but the Saturday before, because I've been doing a couple look-aheads. Good for you. Um, Good number. I also I, I teased the Bills down, but now I realize I got the I didn't get the best number. I teased them down at when they were eight and a half. I have so I have the Bills minus two and a half. This is an important game for Buffalo, and I know that may seem weird on the surface to people listening, but after this week, their schedule gets really difficult mm-hmm. very quickly. There's short turnaround against Tampa. That's not an easy game with the way the Bucs play mm-hmm. and the way that defense is. Then they play Cincinnati. Uh, all right, they'll beat the Broncos by a lot because that's the type of team mm-hmm. that the Bills destroy. Then after that, the next five weeks, the Jets, who Josh Allen always plays terribly against for whatever reason, at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas, at the Chargers. Yeah. And then Miami's the final week of the season in South Beach. Mm-hmm. That is not an easy stretch. This is a game that you got to handle your business if you're Buffalo. No question, and uh, with their given their their uh, key defensive injuries, again we we'll see too what's what we're going to start hearing about and talking about is uh, the trade deadline as we approach the end of October, and I would suspect that the Bills will be involved, uh, particularly on the defensive side. I don't want to lose sight of something important that Alex just mentioned too with her teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, when she said that she bet and has the Bills at minus two and a half. If you notice, she didn't tease six and a half. She didn't tease uh, down uh, seven points. She took. She laid less juice with the six and going below the field goal uh, on the favorite there. So uh, let's remember that uh, as, you, as you're playing teasers, folks. Uh, what is the uh, what is the number that you're obviously not only taking in some cases, but what you're laying? So. Uh, good play on the under, Alex, and uh, the teaser still, uh, even though it could have come down, but uh, you didn't you didn't lay the extra 10, 20, or 30 cents uh, on six and a half or seven. Well done. All right, Vinny, one more before we get okay, you out of here, yeah. here, because this is another one that's on three. And again, uh, there are some three, plus, uh, three minus 15s on the Giants, so make sure you're getting yeah. the best three you can here at the South Point. Big Blue at home after a game they should have won last week in Western New York. Yeah, uh, hosting the Commanders, who went on the road and beat the Falcons to move to three and three. Vinny, Commanders are three, and this total has been socked down from forty to thirty-seven on this one. No Daniel Jones again. Tyrod's going to start for Big Blue. Yeah, I suspect now, uh, even with a, uh, uh, an, you know, I think with a game under his belt, I think Tyrod is a veteran. Probably realizes that he made some some poor decisions last week. Um, Giants defense, I thought played extremely well, They're excellent last right? Week. Uh, and and gave them an opportunity to win. 
Um, so, yeah, three here. Again, they laid two with the commanders, uh, laid two and a half. We're sitting at three, and it's three flat. If we have to go back to two and a half, we'll do it at minus a ten, a dollar ten, Alex. I didn't bet anything in this game, but I do have the Giants plus three on yeah. a contest. Um, you mentioned it. Defense did very good against that mm -hmm. Bills team. And Tyrod Taylor, he is a good quarterback. Bad decisions at the end of the half and the game. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good good spot for them. Washington finally snapped their three-game losing streak over the Falcons. As Jeff mentioned, they tried really hard to give the Falcons that game, and they <laughs> wouldn't take it. So feel pretty good about getting the points here with the Giants. Yeah, I I know we're up against a break, but yeah. I did want to point out a couple of other games Please. too. Uh, the Eagles game tonight. Eagles are up to three. Yep. Uh, this is probably the healthiest that the Eagles have been all season long, including Week One. So uh, they did open two, laid two, laid two and a half. We're sitting at three. And tomorrow night, um, the 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 Forty Niners six and a half, uh, toggling between six and a half and seven. I suspect this. Well, it'll obviously be impacted by what's rolling to it tomorrow, uh, going into tomorrow night. But we know no Debo Samuel McCaffrey, probably a game time decision. How do those in injuries impact the number? Well, they're clustered too. Some offensive line uh -huh. injuries as well uh, for the 49ers too. So um, will will it go through uh, seven? I don't think so. It's probably uh, uh, going to come down if anything. But again. Uh, 49er, uh, 49er money line uh, parlays and uh, teasers, uh, and you know little uh, folks think they may bounce back. Even uh, the McCaffrey injuries is obviously the most important one. See, see Samuel, of course, out. He He's won't, out for he a won't couple play. of weeks. Probably not until after the uh, their after buy. the buy is yeah. what the expectation yeah. is on the Niners. Can we ask Vinny about the Seahawks? Really? Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, um, Line this line move this morning, right? Yeah, all all this morning, Alex, and it's uh, parlays teasers. Uh, again, eight and a half. Uh, we did get down to seven and a half, um, but uh, it's been all. Chris and I were, were actually talking about this, and this is this is money uh, moving to to the Seahawks side here. Um, I, you know, Pete Carroll uh, making adjustments, even with the uh, uh, the offensive backfield injuries for the, uh, uh, particularly with the offensive backfield injuries to the Cardinals. No James Conner. Um, but in, in a poor second half, particularly by Geno Smith last week, I think the thought is that they'll probably bounce back here at home. Uh, but this is all money. This is uh, laying the price, laying seven and a half, laying eight, laying eight and a half. Uh, teasers galore uh, on the uh, on the Seahawks, uh, as well as money line parlays. Yeah, we're getting to the point where I actually think it's a little aggressive. On, on this, if we somehow touch ten, I, that will be, be a take. I mean, I mean, people will take Arizona. No, it won't be there for very long. No, no question about uh, it. On that one, by the way, back to the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are winning outright today. Outright, so outright, like I'm on the money line. On the money line. There you go. There we go. There you go. If, um, if you like, if hey, listen, again in a close game, if it's three or less, you know, and if you like the dog, you obviously think they can win the game. So maybe you put. Uh, you know, a quarter or thirty percent of uh, of what you were going to put on the game. Uh, you know, touch the. Uh, uh, the uh, the money line as well. Yeah, dollar thirty five on the Giants on the take back if you want to there take them uh, at home. Boy, what an ugly game that could be though. <laughs> Not if you cash, there. Jeffrey. Hey, Not if, if you cash. Hey, if the Giants win the game six to four, the money's still green. Vinny. That's right. Uh, if we get six to four, that would be kind of. Funny, By the way, though. if it winds up six to four, uh, we'll pay you. Yes. Oh, I For know. Sure. We'll we'll pay you no matter what the score is. Vinny, go back to work. I'm right? going. All, All right. right. Very good. When we get back. The two LA teams in action, Green Bay and Denver, and of course, Alex and I's thoughts on Sunday Night Football as well. Uh, the, the last 20 minutes or so on Sports by the Book, coming your way next.
Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book. Over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in final segment for us here at Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White, alongside, of course, last man standing champion in college football from a year ago. Uh, we both had in interesting college days yesterday. A lot of up, a lot of down, a lot of a so-so. It still ended up okay for me yesterday. Yeah, same. Yeah. All the games you told me to stay away from, Georgia Tech, West Virginia, those are the ones that really crushed me. But the the big schools, the ranked teams, I did very well on those sides. And yeah, that Georgia Tech team is not fun. That's <laughs> all I'll say on that. On that, and uh, the Oklahoma State game and Oklahoma and West Oklahoma State and West Virginia was a was a flip uh, yeah. for for a while. But Oklahoma State took control in that fourth quarter, a twenty eight to ten fourth quarter to win that game by two touchdowns. Uh, I think twelve after Oklahoma. Now, if Quinn Ewers' injury is anything, that is a very weird mix after the Sooners. Even though they were lucky to survive yesterday, yes, they were against Central Florida as almost a three touchdown favorite. All right, let's uh, go to these later games. Uh, we already asked Vinny uh, mover on Seattle up to nine and a half now forty four. Alex and I don't really have much to say on that move. Now it's definitely nothing for me in that game. Uh, you used Seattle in a teaser earlier in the week, which is good. Now uh, we would not advise that because now you're not even getting through three. Right, exactly. Uh, nine and a half, 44 on that one. Kyler Murray, we knew was not going to play. Uh, looks like probably a good report on Metcalf, who is questionable still. We'll get the official report on that about 80 minutes before game time in the middle of the afternoon. All right, let's go to SoFi. Rams and Steelers. Steelers off the bye. I, I don't know how the Steelers are three and two, but they find a way. It doesn't matter. Whatever that team looks like, they win games they're not supposed to, and they've already done it twice against Cleveland and Baltimore this year. And now they go to the Rams, who Alex, the Rams really sleptwalked for a half last week. They were down at halftime to the Cardinals, and then the second half, 
Sean McVay realized they could run the ball, and Kyron Williams ran all over the Cardinals, but Williams got hurt. Yeah. He's now on IR, and it is going to be running back by committee, uh, an ancient committee at that. Uh, Royce Freeman, Darrell Henderson, old friends of the Rams on the roster today. Zach Evans, the young gun, also uh, expected to mix into that backfield, but that hasn't deterred betters, Alex. This has been a toggler all week. Open three and a half, got down to three. Now back to three and a half just a few moments ago. I don't know what to expect in this one. We're, we are on different sides in our contest. I grabbed the Steelers plus okay. three. I do. I think it's kind of a, a coin flip. As you mentioned, Kyron Williams is injured, and he's got six touchdowns on the year, so they quietly used him more than noticed because you think of Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and you think of them as just throwing the ball all the time. But he was an important part to their offense. Pittsburgh, as you mentioned as well, smoke and mirrors. We don't know. They're three and two. They are very well coached with Mike Tomlin. Everyone trust him. So I just, I'm going off. The Rams are a very good first half team. Besides last week, they did put up 20. But before that, in their five games, they were averaging 8.4 points in the second half. So I'm looking at this to stay close. Hoping to um, maybe the Rams win by one or two, and I can cover here with the Steelers. I know that's not good for you, but. It's one of those games where for the Rams, and looking at the way the NFC is going right now, the 49ers, the Lions, the Eagles, and the Cowboys are a step above everyone else. But then there's a whole big old mix after those teams. There's no reason why the Rams can't be team number five in the NFC. As long as Matthew Stafford stays healthy, that's the big if with, with this Rams team, as always. But the offensive line has gotten a little bit better as the year's gone along. I still have a lot of questions about that defense long-term, other than Donald, who we know how great Aaron Donald is. But they have an elite coach. They still have a top-tier quarterback, even at an older age and with injury problems in Stafford. But this would this is a game, if you're going to be a playoff team and you're going to Possibly get that five seed. Remember, they smoked Seattle earlier in the year, so they have a tiebreak on them. You win this game at home against a team that is similarly talented to you, and I would argue actually is less talented as a whole uh, than the Rams. So, again, a three and a half, I'm not really interested. Uh, but if this comes back to three flat, then yes, I would advise go ahead, take it on the Rams, even though I don't think we're getting back to it. All right, how about another game we're opposite on here, Alex? Uh, uh, the AFC West battle... Boy, the Chargers missed an opportunity on Monday night. Justin Herbert just missing too many throws in that game against the Cowboys. Cowboys won and covered on Monday night. The Chargers are underwater, amazingly enough, even with all this talent yet again, two and three. And now they go to Kansas City. They're six-point underdogs now. That actually got bet up last night from five and a half to six. Alex, the Chargers always play Kansas City tough. Uh, over the, the last four games, Chargers have covered them all. They've Won one of them. They won the one, uh, or excuse me, they covered three out of four. Of course, they should have covered the one on the Thursday night two years ago, but we know overtime happens. But Herbert has played very well against the Chiefs. It's just usually that Mahomes has found a way at the end of games and ripped the hearts out of the Chargers fans and their backers. Six is too much for me to pass. I had a whole six, even a five and a half, I like the Chargers. But now that we're getting the six, all right. Kansas City is one of those games where they where they show up completely and they dominate. Okay, I can live with that. I'll take a whole six with LA here and expect this to be yet another close game between these two teams. You make very good points, and it's it's very rare that I actually lay a lot of points in the NFL because 
We know anything can happen. I would completely be on the Chargers side if they weren't coming off that loss to the Cowboys where you're right. They went toe-to-toe with the Cowboys defensively and offensively. They should have won that game, I think. And now they have a short week to prepare for for Kansas City. Their defense, the Chiefs, have been keeping them in all their games and have been getting them their wins. I think it's just about that right time we t- we see Patrick Mahomes and his offense really get going. So I'm I think they win by a touchdown here. Touchdown would be good enough for you. <laughs> it would be good enough uh, to cover all numbers out there. You know, Kansas City again. We, we had this conversation with Philadelphia earlier, where Philadelphia is five and zero, four and one against a number, and it just didn't feel like Philadelphia was right. Uh, of course, that then showed up in a big way with the loss to the Jets. Kansas City so far this year, they're 5-1. and one. The only games they have not covered, uh, number dependent last Thursday, but all causing numbers got there at 10.5, winning by 11. But they didn't cover against the Jets, and they didn't cover week one against Detroit. Other than that, I mean, they're 5-1, and one, they're 4-2 and two against the number, which Kansas City has struggled over the years, especially in this Mahomes era when they've been big favorites to cover numbers. So it is one of those interesting ones where it's like, all right, you wouldn't think that they're doing this well against the number this year. They don't look as good, but hey, here they are, four and two against the number. And right now, to me, still the, should be the favorites, and they are the betting favorites in the AFC. Right, and everybody remembers that game against the Jets because a lot of people did lay the points with the Chiefs and <laughs> Patrick Holmes slides to run out the time and doesn't score that touchdown. So they could have very easily covered in that one as well. Yeah, 23-20, of course, on that Sunday night. Uh, and then they, for the Chargers, just one one more thing on the Chargers. The Chargers are two and three. I know Herbert didn't play well last week, but Herbert is still one of the five most talented quarterbacks in this league. So explain didn't play well. He overthrew. A I, he, he was he was inaccurate last week. Yes. Yeah. He was. In, he, yeah. He, yeah. He was he was inaccurate. He, he just his decision making was fine. I, the interception at the end of the game. I'm not really going to get on him. You're trying to make a play. You're trying to get in field goal range late with no timeout. So be it. But. He came down twice for touchdowns, just missed them, right. uh, or at least 40-yard plays, just flat-out missed them. Uh, you don't see that very often from no. Herbert. And for the Chargers, look, it's not the most difficult schedule in the world, but you really expect the Chargers in a stretch after next week where they play the Bears on Sunday night where I think the, they're going to – that feels like a game where the Chargers do one of two things. Either let the Bears, especially if it's it, Bajant, let them hang in the game for no apparent reason and have to sweat it out the whole way even to right. win it outright, or they just run them out of the building. Those are the only two possibilities in that game. But then the stretch after that, the four-week stretch of at the Jets, the Lions, at Green Bay, and Baltimore, one and three is squarely in play in that stretch for the uh, for the Chargers. So, look, uh, it could be uphill uphill battle here to even make the playoffs with a team like that, which not good. Not good if that's the case it with is, the Chargers. Yeah, it, I mean, and a lot of people had the Chargers actually winning that division over the Chiefs, and now they're sitting behind the Raiders. So yeah. to your point and to your side, this this is a very important game for them. All right, let's uh, let's go get these last two in here for the uh, Sunday slate. The Denver Broncos, one-point underdog today against the Green Bay Packers. 44 and a half the total. Boy, Alex, I'm sure I'm not going to like myself by about 2 o'clock Pacific time. I, I bet the Broncos. Oh, boy. You know, there's no rhyme or reason for this. You look at the stats, they've been really bad on defense, as we know. Russell Wilson, the stats aren't that ugly, but when it's come to winning time, he's been dreadful this year. But I'm in the camp of the Green Bay Packers should not be a road favorite against basically anyone in this league. 
And there's no you – know, the, the, the Broncos are 0 for at home. They're 0-3 at home. Be the first time in a very, very long time that they've started 0-4 at home. We're talking 30-plus years at this point. I, I like the Broncos to win this game outright. Forgo the one just – if you're getting a plus price, take a, an even or a plus 105 on Denver on a money line if it's out there. Jeff, I'm with you. So, uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll both know at the end of this day uh, how we're doing. But Broncos plus two also did take them on Good the number. money line. Um, we did see their defense step up last week against the Chiefs. They did hold them to 19 points. That's kind of what I'm all I've really got to go off of. Besides also the Packers, we don't know what we're going to get with them. Offensively, they're kind of just in the middle of the pack for most categories. But they lost to the Raiders at home. They lost to Atlanta. I mean, on the road, mm-hmm. these teams are at home. So I feel like this is kind of a similar situation, like a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Desmond Ritter. And maybe this is where Russell Wilson gets his win at home. It has to be over the Packers. Jordan Love was awful last time we saw them. Of course, they had a bye last week. A game yes. in, here in Vegas that, quite frankly, Green Bay probably should have won. Yes. And Love played as bad as you could have asked for against a mediocre defense. Uh, and that's another reason why I why I like the Broncos. I, I think again, defense played well. That was a funky game for Kansas City, though. Uh, and, and Russell Wilson could have done anything. That actually could have been a real sweat for the KC outright backers and money line parlays. So we'll take the one or outright, probably better outright. Just bet them outright. Take the extra cents on the Denver Broncos against Green Bay. All right, let's go to go to Sunday night here to wrap things up here. Before uh, you got to get to your South Point app to make sure you get your bets in the time before 10 a.m. Pacific. Miami at Philadelphia. The game of the week on Sunday night. Alex, the betters have now taken it all the way to three. So the best number in the city is on Miami here. Three minus 110, taking it with the Dolphins. Um, 52 and a half. The Eagles are the healthiest they've been all year. Everyone who is on the injury report that matters. Slay, Johnson, Carter. Uh, Devontae Smith appeared on there as well. They are all expected to play on Sunday night against Miami, who, again, their offense has been prolific. There are 80% touchdowns in the red zone, which is which is unheard of and would be, is far and away the best in the league in a year where teams can't score in the red zone. But this kind of feels like a spot where I think Philadelphia is going to win this game and win this game comfortably, Alex. This feels like off the horrible performance, a game they had no business losing to the Jets last week that they lost at home, raucous crowd that is doesn't have eyes on baseball tonight also. It's all eyes on the birds for the city of Philadelphia with the Phillies back at Citizens Bank tomorrow night. I, I think this is a Philadelphia rolling here. And Miami's one test this year so far, they failed it. Buffalo smoked them in week four. Yes, they did. This, okay, we're going to Sweat out the Broncos. We're on the same side. But this one, we are a little bit different. Okay. First, my favorite bet, my bigger bet, is over 51 and a half. That okay. number must have moved up already. because 52 that, and a half now. Okay. So that I took early this morning, about 6 a.m. But love this spot here. I think it's going to be a shootout. And people are talking about Miami's defense being really bad. And the Eagles aren't that much better. I mean, they're fifth worst in the league in the receptions allowed per game. So I think this is where Tyreek Hill and, of course, Waddle can get some receptions and move the ball. Um, They are good against the run, but when I dove in, they're second best in opponent rushing yards per game. When I dove in, the last three weeks when they actually faced teams that had a good run game and a dynamic running back, they weren't as good. 
They gave up 104 rushing yards to Washington and two rushing touchdowns. So I don't think Moster is completely going to be shut down here as well. I think we have a shootout, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that that is, <laughs> that is the game that we get. I think that's the game that most of us want. Um, last but not least, I did sprinkle a little take the money line with mm -hmm. um with Miami with the Dolphins here because if it is a shootout it's really going to come down to who scores last so you still you ha you have a chance in that scenario so they just moved it back to two and a half behind us here uh the threes just went to three even on Philadelphia as well so a little bit of movement on that game a little bit before these uh 10 a.m kickoffs come through and again for Miami they're they're going to make the playoffs, assuming Tua Tonga Vailoa stays healthy. There, there's no doubt about that in my mind. But to get the taste, even though again they're five and one, they scored seventy points in a game, and yeah, that was a bad spot. You score seventy the week before, and then you get Buffalo the week right. after. That's that. That's exactly what I'm thinking too. I'm just curious here with this schedule. They get New England next week, a game that. In the past, you would think, all right, we know what's going to happen here. Miami's way better, and they're going to be a big favorite in that game. But then they have the Chiefs in Germany in that first Sunday of November. So they're going to have both of the two Super Bowl teams in the next three weeks. We're going to really find out where this Miami team is. Go through that stretch 2-0. Okay, might even be the Super Bowl favorite, the AFC favorites by the end of that stretch. Um, go 1-1 one one with two close games. All right, you know what? Yeah. They're, 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 ready. they're ready for the moment. They go 0-2, maybe, maybe that elite offense isn't quite as good as we think it is. Uh, oh, uh, you're completely right. That would make them 0-3 against those two plus, plus the Bills. Plus, yes, the three good teams they would have played if they lose Kansas City and tonight, they would be 0-3. And that's kind of the show of, uh, all right, maybe this team isn't quite as good as we think. All right, well, that's all the time we have. This has been Sports by the Book. Big thanks to Vinny Maliulo for hopping in as always. Alex, always a great job. We'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, we'll see yes. you tomorrow. Alex will be with us three to four, previewing Monday night football, the 49ers and the Vikings, and also some baseball to talk about. Yes. And maybe even some hockey as well on the show tomorrow night. I'm Jeff Parles. For also the crew, Sean, Ryan, Jerry, great job as always. Good luck on all your plays, everyone out there. Make sure you get them in on the South Point. Sportsbook app before we get rolling in 90 seconds. We'll see you next time on Sports by the Book.